GM. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? What's going on? Feeling fabulous. F A B O L O U S. I am down a Christmas tree this morning. (laughs) Uh The the pressure of free market making fun of me every day. Uh, succumb to, and uh, and and now I live my life in uh, darkness over here. You know, I need to like, I, turn that TV and put some like NFTs on it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, right. I mean, I am. I'm really thinking in my head about uh, designing. You know, where uh, Alpha Mint's going to the next level. This show is is it, it deserves quite the the professional approach. I, I'm trying to think what would an NFT studio look like, right? We have so many cool media focused NFT projects coming online now, especially with Rug Radio um, from Farouk. You got Simp Dow, or I'm sorry, Irene <laughs> Dow, which seems to be uh, a creative uh, focused Dow. Um, you know, we're gonna see a lot of let. Let's take this concept and put it on Web three, right? Like OnlyFans for Web three, Uber for Web three, and it becomes a meme of itself. Like you We've know, we've already it, gone through this phase, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, you know, to to take everything and just apply it to the centralization and all that. And I just don't think that's how it works, right? Crypto came into this world thinking it was going to revolutionize financial transactions, right? Really, what seems to be the Trojan horse and what seems to be putting crypto into everybody's lives is NFTs, right? These are these new, you know, non-fungible tokens. That is what seems to be the Trojan horse for this industry to get it into the, the hands of the average person. You know, the average person isn't particularly concerned about using, and I'm talking in the Western world, the average person is not concerned about using Bitcoin or Ethereum to transfer money. Well, there are some of us that want to live a bankless life and and enjoy the decentralized aspects of all of this. Um, The average person, that's not a clear value prop for them, right? Money's a tool. It's what they use to get about life. They have their system. NFTs, that's a new value prop, okay? People are obsessed with collectibles. Um, Digital collectibles just make so much sense, a lot more durable, a lot easier to trade. And it speaks to a completely new generation. Right, to Gen Z, like you grew up in the 80s, the 90s, even the early 2000s, it makes no sense to you. Media was something that um, you paid for, and if you didn't pay for it, you bootlegged it, right? That's that right, removed yeah, value. Exactly. Yeah, and that removed value from it. Like this in our heads made, it's like the song wasn't worth anything, right? Because I could go get it on Napster. And it took the law a long time for the music industry to embrace this, okay? Because for the longest time, they were like, no, we're still going to charge $14 for an album, you know, go buy it on iTunes, whatever, whereas kids would just listen to music on YouTube. And, and eventually, the music industry leaned into it, and now, essentially, music is free, right? It's basic Music is basically an advertisement for a brand, and... Now, every singer or group is a brand. 
The music is the advertisement to get you to buy tickets, to buy merchandise, to participate in whatever online services that they have. And that is where I think NFTs are so powerful because a younger generation actually values what's up. They've been giving everything for free from the beginning, right? So they're all starting from the immediately same point. Too. And immediately. So to all of you a remember sudden, when you had you used to have to wait for a song to come on the radio or like oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a show drops a sp- uh, um, a cliffhanger and like all right. of a sudden it was like you got to wait a week to see that. And like, you know, every once in a while you, you know, wait for that like Sunday night show to come on. It's eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like rerun. Like, oh, it's going to be the week after that. Like, what the fuck? So an entire generation. No. And an entire generation grows up. We don't own anything, right? We, we're, this, everything in the world is free. We don't, anything we want is free. We don't own anything, whether it's, you know, when we're talking about media, movies, music, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, some smart people from Silicon Valley come along and say, hey, you can own things, right? You can own these cool digital things. Here's how you could own them. Now, Gen Z's like, oh shit, I could flex by owning that Waka Flocka Flame song. Like, oh, that's cute. You guys are listening to that. <laughs> Guess what? I own that. it. Right, right, right. Well, you know, it's it's a it's a crude, not crude, but it's just a very generalized example. I just think that that is one reason NFTs are so appealing to a new generation because now you've given them the ability to own something maybe they never thought they would own or deep down subconsciously they knew they should own but didn't know how. This is very powerful. This is what I think crypto, this is what I think NFTs are kind of taking crypto into the mainstream in a way that uh, bankless never could. So there's my rant. Mic drop. Show's over. That Mm. was it. That was all. We're good. We're good. Speaking of Alpha Mint going to the next level, I'll I'll talk about this a little bit more, but I guess we got a little bit of a shout out from uh, um, an up and coming brand called Metalink um, yesterday. That was pretty cool. We'll go over that. Yeah. So, you know, Jake, Jake Udell, the homie, huge shout out. Metalink has already, um, you know, they, they have done a lot for Alpha Mint here. They, they were responsible for getting us those cool man allow list spots that we were able to provide to our Moon Lounge members, which has been one of the finer cooks here over the last month. One of the collections billed to be, hey, the next doodles that I've heard that in more than one Alpha Room. And yesterday, Metalink put out quite the nice thread, you know, it's not easy getting on these allow lists, as we know. It's one of the main functions of being in the Moon Lounge is the quick, you know, you drop a Discord. Everyone's like, quick, get in, first 1,000, or there's a sign-up form, or the, that's what the hive brain of the DGen Dojo can do for you. So Metalink Labs, run by Jake Udell, put out this great thread teaching, um, you know... Yeah, yeah, I'll read it sure. once we get into the show. I've got it queued up oh, already. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and- uh, well, something I want to talk about. Good, good. Yeah, just to summarize it, it, it was showing people who are maybe newer to NFTs, like the, the things you're probably familiar with if you're in Alpha Mint, but just showing people how to get on these allow lists, uh, what the strategies are. And hey, they shouted out Alpha Mint. I w- we were very, very uh Yeah, this was not uh, yeah. not planned or anything, too. They just, no. uh, they just brought it out. So uh, nope. I, 
I love in the chat that's going on here too. Rad saying like, remember when you have to sit at your boombox or radio with a blank cassette <laughs> in it and wait for the the song to come on because you never knew what order it was coming in and hit the record button. Um, and then God forbid you uh, you you um, missed part of it or um, you know it, it was mixed into another track as hologram mentioned or even worse the DJ starts talking over like the, the first twenty <laughs> seconds of it before the uh, the the intro or the before the vocals kicked in. So do yeah, Shubs uh, and Rajesh no, know anything no idea we're saying? We're do any about. of these words no idea. mean anything to you? <laughs> my 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 son asked me what a VCR was. Oh, no. I don't even know that he's really ever used a DVD. Player. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's get into it. Thirty people in the show. Uh, we haven't even started it, but we already had some good content there. GM, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the AM show. It is January fourteenth. We are feeling good. It has been an interesting week, to say the least. I am your host, Freemar. Uh, I am your host, R two DJ, and I am joined with me. As always, by free market capitalist. Everybody wants to be free. Yeah, I, I almost uh, assumed your identity there. So, uh, I'm going to get busted for identity theft. But uh, but yeah, it's Friday. We've had a, a run of really good shows. I want to thank everybody who's tuned into uh, YouTube as we've transitioned over there. It's been going really, really well for us, and I'm enjoying it. I hope everybody is enjoying the uh, the video portion of the show as well. Um, you know, we, we, we take some time and, and energy to uh, to put this all together for you and the support is always so much appreciated uh it is friday free market how you feeling i'm feeling good what a week it was a slower week here in nft land but not without its excitement that's for sure yeah and did you uh did you get up to anything yesterday um do you participate in the uh fees fiasco or um you know you did you get to bed at a reasonable time what's going on well, you know, I didn't make any hard, hard predictions on fees, but all day, like, you know, my biggest worry was that fees was going to launch. It was going to rocket and kill looks because as we know, I have quickly turned into a looks maxi and it's mainly because every day when I log in, I don't, you know, I'm not even looking at the looks I've accumulated, which is great because looks could go to zero, but I look at that weft that's just stacking in my account and you know, people were talking a lot yesterday about WTF. They're going to sell it and turn it into looks. Well, good luck with that, because I don't think uh, anybody except the sandwich bots were able to sell uh, any WTF yesterday. That liquidity pool was Oof. quickly robbed by the MEV bots that uh, were sicked on it and emptied it and the team did not replenish it until much later in the evening early into the morning i believe it's sitting at about 10 cents now which for the majority of people is not even worth claiming uh actually it's going on a little bit of a tear here we're almost at 17 cents right now uh, oh. we're watching it pretty closely. <laughs> yeah it, i it, thought it, you were gonna say 17 cents 70 percent. what is this crypto 70 percent what is 70 percent of well i mean it, it is um it is essentially about to uh to hit an all-time high here if you ignore the crazy volatility that was going on with the lack of liquidity early yeah. on at one point it was at like nine million dollars which was uh, no, nice, you, <laughs> a nice little win what, for one coin right when coins ico you can never look at that initial candle because again you know there's a lot of fuckery with bots and 
all sorts of things. You don't have accurate, but you know, you could see a price of a hundred thousand dollars a coin and maybe like 0.0003 coins actually sold at that price. But the, the, um, the chart registers it. Right. So you got to always ignore that first candle on an ICO. Oh yeah. The first candle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I fucking hate that. It always chews up the charts when you're looking at it too. It makes it zoom out. And everything else is like this like thin flat line. Hate it. Um, All right. We're going to get into the uh, crypto part of the show. Let me know in the chat if you guys claimed your uh, WTF and what you're planning on doing with it, because I always love uh, hearing the, uh, the differentiating opinions because everybody has a different strategy. Uh, You know, actually worth it for me to claim now. Mm. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> it's chilling out a little bit. But, you know, there's the liquidity pool angle. There's the staking part of it. They also have an NFT. Um, and, uh, and you know, um, gas was really high when it dropped yesterday. I f- completely fucked up when, uh, when, when it was going down. So I'll get into that once we actually get to the, the WTF conversation, which will be very, very shortly. But yeah, let me know what you ended up doing and uh, I'll share it up on screen and we can, we can talk about it. Um, looking at the crypto market right now, uh, yesterday we were on a little bit of a run. Bitcoin was hanging out at 44,000, Ethereum 3,400. It's kind of cooled off a little bit, but definitely not a dramatic drop or anything. You know, it looks like it's four and a half, five percent on the day, but like it's really, you know, five percent on the week too. So it's kind of just been trading in that channel sideways. Um, I really think that as the year goes on, free market is going to be more and more vindicated in his prediction that this is going to be kind of a channel year. Uh, it's not going to be soft. It'll be a rocky road. But um, I, I actually really like this, you know, somebody being in crypto since um, early to mid 2017. Uh, I, I really don't want to go through that, like that not so parabolic run up, you know, Bitcoin hits that $220,000 mark that some people are predicting. ETH hits that, you know, $18,000 mark that some people were predicting. And then you just have this like mass exodus, there's capitulation, and then you have an extended bear market where nothing happens. Um, the run between 2018 and 2020 was a fucking grind. Um, and you know, I, I mean, in hindsight, I wish that I had been building more during that time. Um, and if that were to happen again, I mean, we're not going anywhere. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm more of a fan of like just good, healthy growth for the time being and, you know, really, really set some solid uh, levels uh, uh, here going forward. Yeah, consolidation is healthy and necessary for markets. And we tend to think about consolidation maybe in a few weeks or a few months. But when, you know, when an asset class has had the run that crypto has had, it often can, can consolidate for a year. Uh, or more. So I think that it's going to be a very healthy consolidation this year. I don't think, I do think we are going to have that parabolic blow off phase, but it may not be for another, you know, six years. And we will have quite a few mini cycles in between, but consolidation is healthy. I would just, I think the only, my only caution this year, and again, I could be wrong and we will play it by ear, of course, as things unfold. I would just not get too crazy towards the extremes. You know, if we get back up to 5K on ETH, I would not go leverage long there expecting 10K. And if we go back to three, I would not sell everything and hide in a cave because you think crypto is going to zero. So just stay, you know, stay kind of, I'm figuring this range is going to hold all year. That's how I'm playing it. And we'll adjust to reality, as I always say. 
Yeah, I mean, for anybody that was in it during that time, uh, you know, 2018, 2019, early 2020, mid 2020, it, it there was a lot of people saying, you know, maybe this is dead. Maybe this is, uh, um, maybe this wasn't what we thought it was. And for a lot of uh, a lot of the shit coins, that absolutely was true. But I mean, you know, we bounced back. Um, we've hit this like kind of new paradigm of cryptocurrency being accepted by people. It's definitely not as uh, hated as it was during those times. You know, the the total market cap of the the crypto world uh, at one point went up to about three trillion dollars, and that is definitely a, uh, a a sign of legitimacy. Like people start, you know, people start to take things seriously when you start to use the word trillion involved in it or multiple trillions. So I don't think that we are ever going to reach a point where, you know, crypto dead. Um, you know, I think that there is going to be a shakeout of a lot of these other coins. Uh, you know, famously, one of my favorite things that uh, Kobe, who we talk about a lot on this show, <laughs> was talking about on his podcast was like, you look at the top 10 of the crypto uh, market. And it was like, really, is this the best we can do? You know, like there's Bitcoin and right. Ethereum and then the rest of it is like that. That's our top 10. Uh, so there's lots of growth in this this market. Uh, personally, I, I, you know, I've, I used to have a pretty big bag of Cardano, ended up doing pretty well on it. But uh, I mean, Cardano, XRP, like these things aren't doing shit for me, man. Like, you know, take the take the stable coins out of there. We'll, we'll get there, though. Um, and uh, I, I just don't think that we're going to ever hit that crypto debt. I think that individual currencies are going to have a slow death cycle as people start to give up on them. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're here for and- to stay. If you think two to three year cycles are bad, you know, traditional markets go through 10 and 15 year cycles here. They're called secular cycles, secular bulls and secular bears. In the last 15 years, we've gone through two sec bears, you know, once in the 70s and now from the year 2000 until 2013. So uh, I would expect crypto to go through a 10 year um, consolidation period starting in the 2030s. But I think until then, it's pretty much going to be up only with, you know, maybe we take a year off in between. Yeah. You know what I hate? You just said the 2030s. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's in like 20 years. Like, what? what? I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's nine not, years. Nope. It's not. Nope. Eight years. Seven and a half, basically. There you go. Fucking mm-hmm. wild. Um, OK, let's move on. A couple quick news articles. Nothing to go too, too deep in. But FTX launches two billion dollar Web3 venture led by Lightspeed's Amy Wu. Wu plans wide ranging crypto and blockchain investments for FTX ventures and will also see FTX gaming business. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, but gaming continues to be a very, very hot trend in this market. Um, and based on the trajectory of traditional gaming, I have to believe that it is not going anywhere anywhere. Uh, But FTX has a very, very large um, stockpile of cash at their disposal. uh, And they're throwing a cool two billy at this. And it's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, Amy Wu, who used to head up Lightspeed, which is a really big VC firm, um, was an early investor in Epic Games. And if you're not familiar with Epic Games, uh, it owns and started a very small little game called Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite is often kind of... um, you know, uh, uh, used in, in parallel with why Web3 is so important with all of these skins that are worth a lot of money, uh, digital asset ownership. And uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good person to be heading up this uh, this VC arm of FTX. Uh, and, you know, it just uh, the article kind of just goes on to say that, like, eventually 
um, all of these gaming companies are going to be in there. You know, Axie making $10 million a day in revenue is always, always, always going to put, um, you know, Web3 gaming on the map. And just as we talked about yesterday, just, you know, the short-term backlash from people in the gaming community regarding the integration of NFTs, um, I think is going to be short-lived. I think that people are going to um, start to to understand the fact that there's real money behind this and that um, it is possible to actually own uh, something on on a in a digital sense. So this was pretty cool. Any? Do you have any big thoughts on this? No, I mean, you know, <laughs> crypto gaming is one of the specialties. I would say of Alphabet, right? We we are huge into. The on-chain gaming, our resident expert Lucas stays killing um, all these games. And we've talked about a few uh, points on these trends here that we think that it's more likely that the killer app comes from a gaming company moving into crypto versus a crypto company moving into gaming. I'm not, I'm not saying that a crypto company can't do it, and I hope a crypto company does it. Though I do think there's a much better chance that, that um, you know, electronic arts pulls something like this off. And I think that this year we're going to see so many high quality P2Es coming down the pike. A huge shout out to Raid Party, which is one I stay obsessed with. Um, oh, yeah. That it, one's looking yeah, great. Man, their, their animations, their graphics and understanding what they have going on underneath the hood a lot of which isn't public yet. And I'm just super, super excited about what's going on there. And yeah, this is going to, you know, it's just going to be one of the mega trends this year. So we're on top of it. And this shows that the mainstream is too. Yeah. Um, and, and for, for those of you who aren't like coming from a gaming um, past, even just traditional gaming, I mean, <laughs> up until about five years ago, gaming was a fad. Right. Or, or like right. people said, people that weren't in it were saying gaming was a fad, especially competitive, blah, blah, blah. like yeah, competitive, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. I, I'm not into this. I, it's funny because I love these on chain things, but I'm not a gamer. But I observe from the, I forget what it's called. What, what do they call competitive gaming? Esports. Esports. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. I'm, you know, I, yeah. I'm not there. I, I, I'm fully supportive of it. But yeah, it's, it's quite the effing fit. You know where I started going wow? Because it looked like the World Series of Poker to me, right? When I saw all these kids yeah. like gathering in these, I was like, oh man, it's just like the World Series. I get what they're doing. I'm, I'm all for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, there's there's a, a huge amount of growth in that. And I've loved watching it. I mean, there was a point in time probably about 10 years ago when, uh, you know, there was a million dollar first pr- place prize for uh, a game called Dota 2. And um, mm. that went from one million and in five years went up to over 16 million dollars for that first. prize. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's no fucking joke, man. These, these is it a team made, game or are it, these individuals? No, it's okay. a team game. But there's okay. you know five, five on each team plus like a coach wow. and stuff like that. But wow. I mean, th- this is no joke. And the incredible thing about those prize pools is that they're basically crowdfunded. Um, uh-huh. You know, the the company Valve that owns Steam uh, sells passes to you know the tournament that's called the International. Um, mm. People get in-game rewards for owning the passes. And, uh, you know, a percentage of the prize pool goes to the tournament prize pool or sorry, the the percentage of the revenue collected from these passes go to the prize pool. Now, when I start to say that, is that sounding familiar? NFTs. Wow. What a concept. <laughs> I know, right? 
Um, I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but I was just, you, I brought up the tournament and I started talking about how they do to fund it. And I was like, holy shit, this is NFTs in a nutshell. Uh, so there you go. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to believe that these things aren't going to be wholly, you know, relevant, um, going forward. And I guess in esports, it's, uh, it's, when are we going to see the first virtual reality? How crazy is that going to be seeing all these people with their headsets, like dancing in place? (laughs) So, so one of the things that's going to be doable very soon, if not already, if you take a game like rocket league, which is basically like cars in a, uh, Mm. um, you know, a soccer field playing you know rocket soccer where they fly around and whatever there's no reason why you can't throw on a headset and sit in the stands and watch that you know that match go on um so i mean you're going to see stuff like that happen and it's really incredible and esports betting also you know a lot of use cases with crypto is gambling um is a massive industry as well so Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that um we will move on uh but i you know what there's a i think there's a whole podcast here we really got to get that secondary podcast that we talked about going (laughs) we we talk about all these really good things and then just uh get busy but yeah um into nfts world of women ethereum nft follows board apes to hollywood uh prices surge trading volume soars and the price floor nearly doubled it's actually gone even higher than that after signing guy oc ocieri i'm gonna say to uh lead the push into film tv and more for those of you who are not familiar with who uh, this guy is who guy is um he also is on representing the board ape yacht club with all of their kind of licensing deals and all of that he's essentially their agent um he also represents uh shit who did i mention it was uh, Madonna and uh, and you too. So I mean, this guy is a big, big player uh, in the entertainment space. He previously led Maverick record label, which is also a big deal. Uh, he's got connections. He has um, influence, and he is now um, you know a big part of women, a uh, world of women. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big deal. We saw this kind of kick off uh, a little bit of a women uh, NFT meta going on in, in NFTs right now as well. Um, but it was interesting. I mean, I think that we're in agreement that I, you know, there, there's something behind this artist, Gary V. Um, is obviously a big supporter of that, and we all know the influence that he has. Um, I personally think that there was better projects they could have done here. So Gaio Siri is largely credited with the, yeah, with the, uh, with the success of Yuga Labs, right? Like that, what Bored Apes obviously on their foundation has done everything spectacularly in regards to the quality of their NFTs, the quality of their website, the games, et cetera. But we all know it's about how you present this in a lens to the world, right? Like you, you could have the greatest fucking songs in the in, on on planet Earth, but if you don't sell and present them properly, someone like Led Zeppelin's going to come along, hear you in a small club, copy all of them, and get famous because they just have the pizzazz. And this is a true story. Go check. Ninety nine percent of Led Zeppelin's catalog was stolen from a small band, but I don't even fault them. The fuck was that small band doing? Okay, Led Zeppelin got out there and made those songs popular, and this is what Guy Siri did for. Board apes. And all I could say is with the with the ire and the hate that I had for the art of board apes and seeing them at an 80 floor now, I could only imagine World of Women is going to a 200 floor here in the next month. Cause boy, do I find this art simple, unimpressive, and 
not representative of the NFT market as a whole. Good luck with these. I think they're going much higher. You can't escape not only the pump, but the virtue signaling and world of women is uh, is going to moon even even harder than it already has. Yeah, I was going to say already harder than it has. I'm going to pull it up on OpenSea right now, but I did have it kind of queued up on WGMI. It is... Um, Oh, I hit women and weapons. Sorry. Um, it has gone from last week a 2.994, so the three ETH floor up to a 7.95 right now. So we are almost tripled in price, and that is a big, big floor. So it is marching firmly towards um, that uh, 10 ETH floor. And I wouldn't have called that one to be the next one to cross the 10 ETH. So we'll see how long it lasts for. I got to believe that there's a lot of people that took positions in this early that are going to start taking big, big, big profits from it. Um, but you know what? I, you know, I don't, I don't hate to see it. I wish nothing but the best for them. And uh, anything that kind of fucking rugged by OpenSea again, um, Anything that moves the NFT space into, um, you know, the 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 wider scope of the world is uh, is good in my eyes. Uh, if you're looking at the article and following along, we also see, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Eva Longoria having them as their profile pictures on Twitter and uh, and tweeting about it too. Right? Those are those are also really big names in the uh, the entertainment space. So uh, I have a hard time believing that this project's going to go down much further than it is. But uh, I'd be watching it, and if you or if you were in on this earlier or holding it like wow kudos to you my only supposition here is that the artist is known because i don't i don't get it otherwise but no, that's fair. I mean, I, I you know what? There's a handful of projects that I think we could probably look at and say, I don't really get it. And then there's a handful of projects that we like that I, I you know, I think people could say, I don't really get it. And then there's everybody that's not in NFTs that look at all of them and say, I don't really get it. So, uh, you know, we're all just trying, trying to make our way in this world for sure. Mm. Um, the world of women. <laughs> it's their world. We're just living in it. Um, I'm all for that, by the way. No, yeah, it's fine. I'm not. That wasn't a begrudging statement. Um, let's. Move you know, my on. mom is a woman. <laughs> is she watching today? Uh, I don't know because I no longer can see the goddamn audience. So let's not even go into that subject. <laughs> Tell her to throw her GM up in the chat. <laughs> I will. Hi, mom. <laughs> um fee, let's let's talk fees fees.wtf wtf basically sums up yesterday for me uh wow you did a lot last year 761 yeah Impressive. this is not this is not mine but, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> i have to say that because if my wife is watching she's gonna lose her mind um <laughs> you spent how much on what uh, no, this is absolutely <laughs> not mine. <laughs> Great news, though. None of them failed. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier in the show, WTF token going on a little bit of a run. It's settling down at 15 cents right now. We will see where that stops. But essentially, the long and short of this was uh, WTF uh, fees.wtf, which was this fun little site that popped up a couple months ago telling you the absurd amount of money that you spent on gas and the obscene amount of money that it has cost you when it has failed. Um, did a token 
They seem to have a suite of tools at their disposal that they are rewarding people for staking with. Uh, they dropped an NFT that was incredibly underwhelming, if I'm being honest with you, uh, that showed up in my wallet. I minted it yesterday. I should have pulled that up. But basically, it's just this screen. Um, this information done in an NFT form, which nobody is going to want to buy from you unless it's like uh, that pranksy one where it's like you spent $25 million on gas this year. Um, this was a shit show to say the least. You had to uh, enable your uh, your wallet by sp- uh, spending 0.01. So you actually did have to like buy something. Maybe that seems like a small amount, but you also had to pay gas on it. Uh, you know, that was being divvied up between referral links and the team. It was speculated that the team was using that to put it into the liquidity pool, which they either didn't do or didn't do in time. The claim went down at 7 p.m. Gas went absolutely nuts. I made the mistake of claiming my uh, WTF tokens and my WTF NFT, a lot of acronyms going on there. Uh, And I hit the gas and when it showed up in my wallet, I was 0.27 ETH poorer, uh, which uh, stung just a little bit considering this was a free airdrop. So that's a lesson learned, but that's on me. That's not me begrudging them. I I don't know why I didn't just let it chill out. But the action on the... um, the secondary market was immediately ridiculous. So the liquidity pool, people were trying to to put it in. It was immediately getting eaten up by bots. Um, the Mev bot was uh, was going to town on this, and I don't know. Did you hear how much he ended up making? I heard it was in like the hundreds of ETH. Um, no, I mean it was it was really insane. I in fact I'm watching looks right now, and there is a very clever bot that spikes a hunt like buy is over 100 ETH. So we just saw a buy for 220 ETH. It caused another robot to jump in and buy 7 ETH worth. And then the the first robot quickly sells the 220 plus the extra uh, (laughs) and the extra ETH they make doing it. And they just did it again. They just pumped out a 121 ETH order. Someone bought 10 ETH. They sold 122 instantly right after that person uh, bought. Mm, So realized mine wasn't refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, so there there are a few of these bots that are just you know having a field day in these these low liquid uh, inefficient markets, and yeah, it, it it was really it was really on the team yesterday. If you don't see that liquidity pool enough it, initially, this is what happens, and it's a self it's it's a self feeding uh, feedback loop, right mechanism or whatever that this people see this uh, they keep draining the liquidity pool. You can never really get ahead of it. And by the time the team actually funded the liquidity pool properly, there was already so much uh, FUD out there. I guess, like you said, it's sitting between 10 and 15 cents now. And I think a lot of people, while they were expecting it to be under a buck, were looking more for the 50 to 60 cents uh, range had this been a successful launch. Um, it, It really... It, the the problem it felt a lot a lot closer to that gas drop that we saw mm-hmm. instead of SOS and we did mention this yesterday. It's why I didn't feel like extreme impetus to claim this quickly. Though now it does seem like I could claim it and get away with a small profit uh, if I wanted to. A lot of times, patience with these things is rewarded, but we know that often the best play 
is to claim and stake immediately, whether it's in the LP or in their contract, because right now looks rare is sitting at a 1000% EPR, uh, APR, which is very juicy, but it was originally about 2 million percent. So if you had gotten in there in the first hour, you were really, really banking um, until other people joined that as well. So, you know, a lot of people like to get very fast with the trigger finger, claim these, and then try to either insta stake or put it in the LP. And yeah, they really, they really botched this launch. So I, I, here's, here's one thing I will say. Okay. One of the greatest meme reversion opportunities in all of crypto is the FUD reversion, like the FUD play. Like one, if everybody decides something is dead or something is over or it's not going to work, they all sell. And then you come in the next morning and it's sitting at like 15 cents, right? It's like, well, there's nobody left to sell right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, everybody, yeah. everyone is, comp- they've capitulated. This thing is dead, yet it's still sitting there, right? Why is it still sitting there with any value? Whether it goes to zero or not, you can see these things like rallying 300%, people FOMO in, it doubles again, and then it goes to zero. So I don't think hope is lost. But as far as a fundamental play, man, I, I couldn't be more bullish on looks. I want to put more money in there, even though it's like 400% from where I started my position. Whereas, you know, WTF, I'm looking to quickly rob that LP as fast as I can and get away with a profit. So. Well, I think the thing about looks, and we've kind of talked about this on a bunch of other shows, so we won't be, uh, you know, beat this to death again. Is that like again, it's a working product, but you, you know, you and I have been staked since uh, you know the first few hours of this. Um, you know, my, again, my wallet's not connected to this one, um, but uh, um, w- to say that we've been reaping the benefits of doing so has been an understatement. Um, and, you know, just to outline again, uh, I basically doubled my position for a half an ETH, right? So I'm just going to say that my position was one ETH because I could have sold it at that amount or whatever. Uh, you know, it's been staked for almost four days now and just going to pull my own up uh, off screen. And in that time, time, you know, of the 1600 that I had or just over, you know, it's compounded an extra 124 look tokens. And I've got 0.08 in West sitting in my, my wallet ready to be claimed. And I'm not even touching that. Like 0.02 of ETH a day, just for that free drop and an investment of a half ETH is just like win, win, win. And I think that there's so many people that have this stake that have no intention of pulling this out. And as you said, you know, the the use case is so apparent in there and it's it seems to be working that it just feels so juicy to just want to add more in there, you know, like it just it just seems to make sense. And it's, you know, there, there's a, this tangible result already in just four days where, you know, I'm getting to the point where I can almost claim 0.1 in WEF and then, you know, spend that on an NFT or like pull that out and, and uh, you know, make a, a couple of car payments with it or something. It, it just works. Um, I suspect during all of this, while it was going down uh, yesterday, the APR was sitting at like 600% on look. Uh, I do think a lot of people unstaked sold their look token. As we can see, it did have a pretty big sharp drop and it kind of finally exited that channel it was trading in. Um, I think a lot of it flowed into WTF as people were trying to trade on it and whatnot. Um, and now we're starting to see a, a, a jump back up as, you know, 
people are probably having the same idea that we are while we're talking about it, uh, that this is just a good product. So um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to just setting that and leaving it. I'm actually kind of trying to think of a system in my mind where I'm just going to start rolling NFT trading profits into look like just allocating maybe 10 or 15 or 20% of the profits that I make on anything that I trade and just buying look with it regardless of the price. Um, I mean, what's the bear case here? Like, and I'm yeah, not saying exactly. that to be, I know, no, and I'm not saying it to be cheeky. I'm saying it cause you know, we're, we're investors here. We're trying to analyze things and it's like, what, what could go wrong? I suppose, um, that, like the the volume dries up maybe and the the ux never gets improved like this is not a usable user interface right now people are excited about it because of the interest that they're accumulating so certainly a working product is necessary for this to to happen long term i think that's like a given i don't you know this is not something i'm worried about whether they're going to improve the ui it's just it's it is what people do when they make a product you're, you're constantly iterating it i don't understand what the bear case is i i expect a large hedge fund vc firm or somebody to look at this and say hey we got to make a play towards this we couldn't get in on the last open c round well why don't we fuck it you know why don't we invest in this i i expect it to happen i, I don't know very bullish here uh, I totally agree. I guess no, I only like if I'm trying to think of like worst case scenario is that somehow, uh, you know, the founders and the creators of this get spooked by some serious like regulatory issues. I, I you know, I, I would just hope they're not they, in America. I mean, that's that's well, the main. That's yeah. And that's thing. it. Right. I, I just, uh, yeah. you know, that that's that is the one issue, especially, you know, if if um, VCs or, you know, the other platform that we uh, tend to use on a daily basis starts to want to try and play dirty. Like, you know, they're a $15, 15 billion dollar valuation uh, oh. trying to go public. You got to believe that, you know, they absolutely know what looks is. They absolutely understand the ramifications of this thing picking up steam. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some lobbying going there's, on. Yeah, yeah, there's some calls to uh to washington oh. uh over the last few days like from Andreessen horowitz i from oh yeah 100 percent. this is i'm not even trying to be like conspiracy theory no like they have a big bag to protect here uh and this is this is scary this is a, a scary proposition for them for sure because um, there's no response there's no yeah. response for open here like they have they literally they're they're hamstrung by the fact that they cannot do a token there's, there's, that's what's so scary is that there is no response for OpenSea. If OpenSea wants to play hardball here, uh, they have to lower their fees to minimum one and a half or maximum one and a half percent. Yeah, and start yeah. some kind of loyalty program for traders. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, the no only question. thing that they can do. And uh, you know, so if you if you say you drop it down by one percent, you know, trading fee, that's uh, you know forty percent of their revenue is going to be cut out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you give another half of a half percent to back to the <laughs> traders. Now you're talking oh. about 60% of their revenue cut out. Those VC firms not going to be thrilled with that. No, but Hey, it's better than uh, chapter 11, right? Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, like <laughs> getting, getting 40% of something is a lot better than getting a hundred percent of zero, uh, you know, it, it, just the way that it is. But I, I do think that they do have to take some kind of dramatic action, um, especially with how much their platform is down. We said it the other day with uh, the Capricks launch, you know, the immediate, you know, 
knee-jerk reaction was open seat down looks rare up let's go there and mm-hmm. it, it, it only takes some time for them to uh, improve their ui improve the experience um you know and then people start using it and they start seeing some of these rewards pop into their wallet and they go oh okay <laughs> let's let's uh, you know there's there's lots of incentive there so um interesting topic wtf absolute shit show um again i'm i'm really curious as to what other people are doing here so if you're uh, if you're watching and in the chat like please like type something up i'll pull it up on screen and uh i want to hear from from you guys and 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 see where everybody else is at uh for me personally i i think i have a sunk cost fallacy and i just uh, <laughs> i've already dumped enough money into this i'm probably just going to hold it and hope that I can turn some kind of miraculous small profit or even break even out of it. And, you know, that's really not a bad way to approach these things. Like, there's no reason to take a loss on something in crypto in the set. If you don't need, obviously, if you need the liquidity, you know, no question. But there's no reason to take a loss on something like this when, again, you know, these FUD reversions, they happen all the time. All the time. You might... It, you might as well just wait, forget about it, and hope you see it, you know, pop up on Twitter one day. Yeah, definitely. Um, some interesting stuff popped up on the whale watching feed uh, overnight um, in the uh, in the Moon Lounge. There, uh, first thing that stood out to me was actually the most recent thing. Gary V is buying more crypto skulls. Uh, this also falls into the WTF category. <laughs> I guess this is pure historical play. I, I don't have much color on on crypto skulls and why Gary V likes them so much, but this was at eight thirty in the morning, so I'm assuming he hasn't hit the wine yet. But uh, but yeah, this <laughs> thing continues to be strong. But you know, we had an interesting conversation about this, and it wasn't really regarding crypto skulls that, but that you know, maybe the historical plays are going to start coming back into fruition. And, and uh, you know, people are going to find these things at depressed prices. Uh, Artblocks is a great example of that. Um, you know, we're pretty bullish on BGANs. That's a great example of that. Um, and then there's probably a bunch of other stuff. You know, you're great at finding these too. What are you looking at? What are you thinking about this historical play coming up? It seems to be, as you mentioned before, once or twice a year, we get a really strong push towards these uh, these old school projects. So why do these things happen and why do they pump so hard? Well, you know, when Crypto Skulls came out, there were not a lot of PFP projects. Hell, when Begons came out, there were not a lot of PFP projects. This is a relatively new phenomenon based on Board Ape Yacht Club and the success they've seen and everybody's saying, hey, we should give that a try, right? So when these historic projects pump, it's often because the people buying back then, these are the OGs that you know and love today, all right? And all of a sudden, when someone to dr- tries to pump the shit in their hidden folder, hell, they're willing to go out there and get behind it. So I saw a ton of OGs <laughs> change their PFPs to crypto skulls over the last couple of days. Like, yeah, crypto skulls, let's go. I remember those, blah, 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 blah. But so that's what I think is happening with crypto skulls. The art is not particularly interesting. I'm not sure the team is around or doing anything. Obviously, it's trading on a historic premium. And when you have the marketing power of every influencer in uh, NFTs behind you, you get this type of cook. So historic projects, what do we look for, right? Well, 2018, 2019, 2020, there were a lot of projects that came out. Towards the end of the summer, we actually saw a huge cycle in these projects as things like uh, 
uh, block cities and uh, crypto crystals and all these dead and forgotten projects. Crypt- actually, Crypto started. art had a moment. Crypto art, uh, which didn't even mint out until last August. This was a, a project that was forgotten because for it, it was it had just not you know not been adopted by whales for specific reasons like it wasn't fully on chain blah 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 well gary v discovered it at the end of last summer and those went from like 0.1 all the way up to 0.75 they pulled back since then as people have moved on to the new mint phase but that's another example of a historic it is the first generative project believe it or not the problem is it wasn't fully on chain so it doesn't quite get the premium that something like Autoglyphs does, which is recognized as the first on-chain generative project. But, you know, this is this is a phase the market goes into a few times a year, and it's because we see certain cycles play out, right? First, you have the bear market. People build during it. The builders that build during the bear market tend to be passionate and dedicated. So you get a lot of good projects that tend to launch right at the beginning of a bear market ending. And they tend to launch at very low prices because good project managers adjust for reality and they they launch into what they think will sell out. And we just saw this with, you know, Alien Friends and Little Lemon Friends, two of the higher quality projects to launch all year that launched at a perfect time at a perfect price. Now that's going to start to change as we saw a bunch of low effort junk say, hey, people are minting everything at 0.2. Anyone will take a shot at 0.02. Let's just mint at that price. Now you're going to see projects that are actually quality say, hey, we need some way to distinguish ourselves from pastel apes and you know dudes. So we need to price a little higher. We need to have a story. We need to have a little buildup. Now this is going to keep going on until we get to the mecha phase of the cycle when really high quality <laughs> projects decide they should start pricing at 0.1, 0.2, pull as much forward money forward as possible. This is what we do, blah, 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 blah. That is when you'll start to see the historic phase play out again. And it's just, it's how the market works. And uh, I'm on the lookout for it already. As we can see, the new minting phase stopped on Saturday and Sunday. Everything new that was minting has cooled off, and the things that are popping uh, are either in a very specific meta like women or Asia, or it's the historic stuff as people look to the secondary for what, you know, quote unquote quality, and history is quality, whether the underlying art is quality or not. So being aware of these cycles and phases and rotating accordingly can really increase your EV over the year. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I mean, that, that's really what all these markets are about is just chasing chasing the puck around, as you said, right? Mm-hmm. And it's where they the, the money flows into. Um, people get bored with one thing or, you know, people start to push the limits of the, the mint process. Uh, <laughs> prices start to get a little bit high. People, you know, start to reject the shenanigans that go on and they start to spend their money elsewhere because, uh, you know, it, it's so ingrained in, in, in a trader's mind to just keep moving and just keep finding new opportunities uh, that that you know that hive mind mentality of the nft world starts to shift into different places and all it takes is you know 
uh, a really successful, unique drop to kickstart a different meta, uh, a big name to just start sweeping the floor of like a Fidenza or well, maybe Fidenza's got <laughs> most people priced out. But you know what I mean? Like yep. uh, an apparitions. Apes. I had apparitions pulled up earlier. Apes went through it. Yeah, exactly. Go. No, yeah. I was going to say ape, apes flipped Fidenza. I didn't realize that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Anyone... But- any anyone out there who owns a board ape and doesn't sell it right now buy one Fidenza and fifty lemons, you're dead to me. I don't know what you're doing out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. That's a that's a good would you rather one Fidenza or one Fidenza and fifty lemons yeah. or a board ape? You tell me. Um, hell, t- ten species. Ten species. No, let's say twelve species in a Fidenza. Would you take twelve species in a Fidenza over an ape? Am I looking for upside or am I looking for... <laughs> or, you, or you want to be cool? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I mean, okay, if it's, if, if, it's, um, if it's my current situation and right now you're holding a gun to my head and saying you have to spend this money on one or the other, um, and then after which you can do whatever you want with it, I would probably take the Fidenza and the Specialties just to like... You know, at least you, you liquidate species uh, at certain intervals, right? You have one board ape, you either hold or you sell, and it creates that you know very difficult dilemma that a lot of board ape holders, um, especially the ones early on that have seen this become a large portion of their wealth, uh, face. Right? Do you do you take the money or do you keep the ape? Like it's a it's a hard decision. Um, now, if it's long term, Fidenzas. Fidenzas and apes will both have a $1 million floor. And I don't know if it's going to happen this year or next year, but Fidenzas will never crash back down to 20 ETH. Apes will eventually. Interesting. I don't think apes are seeing a 20 ETH floor again. Unless we unless unless we see a like really, really extended, depressed bear market. Like, and I'm talking about like months and months and months, in which case, like every you know, you, you that would be the same situation where you're going to see species at like point one or like, you know, um, alien friends are going back down to point two or something like that. When Ethereum hits $10,000 in the next two years, board apes will go to 30 ETH. Timestamp it, save you, the recording. Do you think yeah. that's a function of the outside money coming in, needing to spend that money uh, to buy board apes in like USD denominated terms? Well, I just think that 2023 is going to be a tough year for NFTs. I think people are going to rotate back into coins, and that's going to be combined with just a massive PFP bubble that we're going to blow this year. So I just think that it'll be a perfect storm, uh, perfect storm in 2023 for, while I don't think it'll be a multi-year bear market, I could see 2023 being pretty tough. Again, we're we're going out pretty far and extrapolating right now. So it's like, yeah. you know, I it's so much stuff is gonna happen that's probably gonna change my thesis. There's no reason going out that far right now. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one big announcement can move the market in an incredibly different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, great segue into, um, you know, China looking at uh, legalizing NFTs. Um, there's news. a lot of a lot of uh, lack of clarity going on um, in this kind of uh, announcement, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, the The speculation is that it there the the legalization of them is going to be for you know NFTs based in China and traded within China, and maybe like board apes aren't going to have access to that. But that is a huge uh, market that could come online. Um, you know, obviously they have very uh, anti-crypto 
um, uh, regulations going on where, you know, you, you really aren't buying Bitcoin in China anymore or definitely not mining. Um, but it seems to be every month they flip flop on it. But uh, if NFTs are exempt from the traditional crypto laws and, you know, become tradable and ownable, you know, there's there's the potential that some projects that kind of fit into that category are going to do really well. Um there's, I guess, been a little bit of speculation that uh, Montfers kind of fit into that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I find it interesting that when you go to their website that I have pulled up here right now is, you know, unfortunately due to Chinese government regulations, basically you have to just verify that you're not uh, currently a resident, a, a resident of China. Uh, you have to click it to confirm to go into their website. Um, it looks like there's some kind of trading platform kind of going on here. Uh, and this ended up being a pretty good cook at Alpha Mint too yesterday. I saw a lot of people being able to go after them. I don't remember what the mint price was. I think it was 0.1, but uh, they're sitting at about a 0.4 floor right now. Lots of volume yeah. traded on them, almost 2,000 ETH already. Uh, kind of have mixed feelings about them. Some of them look pretty good. Mm. They, the art style doesn't... Uh, doesn't float my boat personally, but that doesn't mean that it's not well done. Um, These are the board apes of uh, Asia, part two. I was told last night in the DGEN chat. Oh, it is? You couldn't have told me that before the price went up by 30 Sorry, yeah, my bad. No, in fact, these <laughs> no, were quickly, these were actually quickly on their way to 80 ETH last night until a, a few of our DGEN dojo members pointed out that they flipped lemons. Uh, that was the Pico Top. Uh, since then, they have fallen to 0.37, and I don't expect them to ever uh, get above lemon price again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you basically what you're saying is that uh, the Bored Apes of Asia is never going to be more valuable than the Little Lemon Friends in Fremont. What I'm well. saying is the Bayak of Asia is Bayak. You, oh, okay. No, that's fair. The, the, ca- <laughs> the, the Bored Ape cars. Yacht Club... Yes, the Board Ape Yacht Club of Asia is the Board Ape Yacht Club, you knuckleheads. Think about it for a second. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a great point because the whole idea of this world that we exist in online is that it's like a nationless state, right? You know? Board Ape Yacht Club of Asia. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't quite realize that you were uh, going the satire route when you started saying that. So. <laughs> you, well, look at these things. You whooshed me, satire. man. They scream satire. Yeah, I mean, if if we actually want to like go into some kind of breakdown, I mean, look at this one line here of floor uh, Mont first. Also, the name what what in the what in the NFT are you uh, thinking about naming it? That it's, I, I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's the meme thing. Right? It's like that. Um, do you remember it's funny to type. It's hard to say. Remember that documentary, Seaspiracy? And every, uh, it was no. on Netflix. It was about uh, overfishing and, you know. And oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, what are you doing? Like, you missed the perfect opportunity to call it conspiracy and then spelled, you know, the S-E-A at the end rather than, you know, the C-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it gained so much meme ability from not taking the obvious answer uh, or obvious name conspiracy and naming it seaspiracy uh that like it was just this like massive like uh um thing that happened right uh, yeah so i i mean there are tactics in naming it in mont mont 
fuck, I hate saying it. Montfers um, is uh, is not a great name, but it seems to be doing the trick. Point point four ETH floor. Um, yeah, traded great ownership distribution actually mm. of uh, eight. They were free. They were free. Oh fuck, were they? Oh, I must yeah. be getting a different. That's why there's such there. great. Oh, okay. That's why there's such great ownership right now. The first. The first few of them are free. I'll also point out the supply is 20% less than uh, Little Lemon Friends. You can uh, look for any reason you want. That's fine. Don't don't worry about the Lemon Friends, man. They're going to be okay. I'm not worried about yeah, that. I am, some... I, am quick, I am trying to get Hologram to type a comment into the chat. No matter what I do, I can't get him to do something. Like I, what do I have to say? What do I have to do? Uh, I'm kidding. I'm glad this was a hell of a need a minute? Book. No, um, <laughs> I need a day. Uh, yeah, hell of a cook for sure. Um, so, Whoa! Yeah, I mean, what looks rare? What? APR just fell to four hundred thirty-two percent. Who just no, deposited there, all their looks? There's a there's a graphical bug there that kind of oh, flips okay. some stuff. I think I don't know. Let me. I'll, I'll refresh it too. Is this what you're doing over there? Is this why you don't have your camera on? Like you're just staring at the yeah. looks rare chart the entire. No, I'm still getting almost eleven hundred APR. So no, I'm still aping cat bricks, which are going at two e. All right, let's talk about Capricks. You want to talk about Capricks? Capricks is coming up today. Uh, Minted yesterday. That's not true. Two days ago. Um, Sorry, it's Friday. Yeah, Wednesday. They minted on Wednesday. Um, This is is so bizarre to me. I have such... um, I, I don't even know how to say it. I am very convinced that there's something here i am very surprised that the floor remains at 0.12 which is you know oh 0.14 we're getting some movement here um which is you know a little bit over mint price i managed to mint four on the public somehow uh paid 0.09 each with the gas involved it was a 0.08 mint um and a lot of times pre-reveal you see these um really start to take a run up. They're doing a 48 hour uh, pre-reveal period. So I think we're looking at coming online at about 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern today. That should be the reveal time if all goes well. I actually really like the 48 hours. 48 hours seems very comfortable to allow for redistribution, um, you know, allow a little bit of hype to lead up to the project um, or sorry, to the reveal and uh, and get it going. I think anything longer than that is... um, is too long, but for some reason, 48 hours seems to always do really well for projects. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I, I kept buying some on the secondary. I'm up to 10 of these now. Uh, and this just, like, as I, as we said yesterday, it checks so many boxes. You've got cool cats, you've got cute, you've got Lego, which we've already established. Um, you know, Lego, the brand cannot, uh, cannot come after them for the, you know, the likeness of their figures. Um, 3D has been in the meta uh, very, very strongly and and done really, really well. And I'm sitting here looking at these things pre-reveal for, you know, barely 40%, 50% over mint price. And I'm just thinking like, why? The other thing too that is surprising me is normally with projects like this or projects like anything that mint out really quickly and, and uh uh, you know, have have something behind them. You normally see somebody on the whale watching start to buy up some of these things. Uh, I haven't personally seen anybody. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I either nope. think this is going one of two ways. One, maybe these all these metas that I'm saying the 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 boxes are being checked on are just over, and then we've already reached the top on all of them. And Capricks is the market's rejection, or 
you know, some of these whales have been accumulating them on a non a non Wallace. This is purely speculation on my part. I am just very surprised that we haven't seen any um, anybody really on their public wallets or their doxed wallets uh, take any kind of position on these. So I think that this is like it's it's either nothing or it's something big. You know, I I don't know how else to say it. I am done playing coy. Uh, with these cat bricks. I've talked about them. I've been relatively cautious over the last few days. It, it makes no sense to me. I'm going to say it right now. The market is wrong. Uh, these deserve to go to one ETH. I think that if these do not, here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to reveal. I think they'll fall quickly 30 to 40%. And then I think within a few minutes, they're going to start ramping back up and we're going to see them run to 0.4 or 0.5 today. Um, I think that if these do not, uh, the market, then we are firmly in a, uh, quote unquote bear market, low vol period. Yeah. We've obviously seen it across other floors already as most of the things that were just, you know, going parabolic on Saturday have pulled back 50% or more. I, I, I think that the market is missing these. There's a blind spot here. I think these are going to be overwhelmingly beautiful at the commons on the floor. And I think these are going to be one of those rare cooks after reveal. Uh, I'm buying more. I bought another one while on the show here. I love them. I'm done being coy. Capricks to the moon. Yeah, for sure. And uh, actually, I just jumped into their Discord um, <coughs> while we were talking because I saw an announcement there, and it looks like you know Shamdu, love him or hate him, just jumped into the uh, the Discord there too. So maybe that's something he's going to start uh, jumping on board with. But like I said, I'm just I'm so shocked that there hasn't been um, more of a presence. You know, we see some people just ape into like we just talked about Gary V and crypto skulls, right? right? And like, sure, there's the historical element of it, but he just continues to spend fifty thousand dollars forty thousand dollars on these crypto skulls um and and this project has gotten no attention from anybody um so yeah i mean every time that that floor started to dip to like 0.1 yesterday um and you know thankfully i guess the the one benefit to gas being slightly higher is that the floors start to depress a little bit and you can pick these up you do have to pay the gas for it um but uh but yeah i mean you know i've accumulated 10 of these and like i i'm actually i i'm i'm gonna pick this hill uh to die on in the very short term i think that if uh if the market rejects this project project uh we're gonna see a shift into something else and that's uh, literally not because i'm holding it i am taking my stance on it and because, uh, that's what i believe w- w- where we are in this meta and i will say this uncle free has been beaten by the market handily this week so if <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. wrong here i would not you know i am not going to be surprised if i'm wrong here but here's the bear case uh, on the bricks. There's obviously the Lego angle, though I think that's mostly been put to bed. We have been told by numerous sources that they no longer have the patent on the figure, the way that the figure looks mm-hmm. uh, currently. That ended in 1993. And the other bear case here is this is not an official Cool Cats derivative. And I don't mean official is put out by the team, but there are certain things that come out of their... Uh, out of their discord that is supported by the community like lemons is a great example letters by vinnie hager is a great example i've talked to quite a few cool cats who i know personally over the last few days and 
half of them either didn't know about the project or didn't know what to make of it. So there's your bear case. Um, but that could also be the bull case as maybe cool cats go, whoa, look at these things. Wow, these look great. I got to have me one of these. So we'll see. But I think those are the two uh, issues that would uh, worry me as a holder. But I am firmly on the side of bullishness here. And I think that these are going to impress. And don't forget, there's more to this roadmap here. You know, I think these are going to, I think these are going to moon on the art. Let's see if they can execute this ambitious roadmap too. This could really be a fun, uh, fun little project. Here. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these, uh, these sneak peeks that they have, right. Mm. Um, they'll fit nicely in a PFP circle. They're not overly detailed to the point where like, you're going to have a lot of the, a lot of the detail lost. I mean, Legos are simple by design. Uh, I think that there's a boatload of variety that they can have with the traits. You know, there's tons of hats, facial expressions. I'm sure there's, you know, maybe can do some kind of masks or something. Um, the, the body style and all of that stuff, but you know, I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of like 3D animators or or 3D uh, artists that will tell me that this is all very easy. But I'm looking at it and there is lots of like subtle detail like these, you know, the hat here isn't just like a flat plastic texture. There's some wear on it. There's, you know, the the, the imperfections in it and the, the texture that like Lego would kind of use on it. There's like the little seams on it uh, on their arms and stuff like that, where, you know, the molding of the plastic would, could actually go like they've taken the time and the care to implement these details um, and taking time and care just shows to me that there's effort behind this project, right? This isn't a quick cash grab. It's not just like, let's take Lego and let's take cool cats, mash them together and be done with it. And we'll collect our ETH. Um, you know, that somebody has spent some time on this and uh, I, I, I just, I I'm with you. I, I don't know why that this has been slept on so much. Uh, it does seem to be picking up some steam. Maybe they did launch at a very bad time into this yeah. kind of high gas part. Maybe that's <clears throat> yep. part of it, right? Maybe people. I think don't it's a function of the market. Yeah. yeah, maybe people don't want to pay that extra point zero three in gas for something that's point you know point one two or some. I, I get mm -hmm. it. I get all of that. I just I have to believe there's something under the surface here, and that's the that's the stance I'm taking. Um, Let's uh, really quickly look at Star Catchers as a project that we've uh, you know jumped into the Discord too. There was a lot of hype about getting into the Discord, and then it was promptly closed. Um, so seeing some sneak peeks come out of this, this is a great looking project. the The launch date is TBA. Uh, so we don't have a ton of color on what's actually going to be taking place with this project. Um, I've said project like 18 times, so I apologize <laughs> for that, but, uh, but I'm loving the look of this. Uh, if you can get into the discord, if they reopen it, I think that's going to be a big win. Uh, keep your eye out for this one. Yeah. I, I just want everyone to go follow the Twitter and be on top of it because it's a closed discord. Uh, it's very hype. They are dripping people in. And, you know, I don't know how to quantify it, but I can look at certain art and tell you it has the X factor. And this has the X factor. It's simple. It's doodle-esque. Um, I think I think these are going to smash. Uh, I am, I'm in that discord. Um, the moderator there is a, a known friend i don't even want to say his name because it's such an in-demand project right now i don't feel like having him tagged and mobbed but yeah please go follow that twitter keep an eye out for it 
And uh, Alpha Mint uh, may have some things and announcements regarding Star Catchers soon. So, so definitely stay tuned and follow that Twitter. I love this art. I think it has the look, man. Yeah, there is definite uh, je ne sais quoi there. The color palette's really good. It's, um, mm. it's a little unique to it. Uh, I love the fact that they're using this like uh, blue for the outlines. It's almost kind of yeah. like crayon style. Uh, tons that they could do about it. The jackets look great. The backgrounds even look really good. Uh, simple. I'm getting um I'm getting almost like um a species vibe from it right? oh yeah in their, in their oh, own yeah. in their own way like it's unique enough to not uh not be it's like species, but uh it's, it's like doodles yeah. it's like doodles species and lemons had a baby <laughs> it's it, it it has like it almost has elements of all three which i'm i'm digging a lot i cool yeah i, I, I could see it project. actually yeah, yeah. so yeah. keep an eye out for that we don't have much uh we don't have much for you on that like it's not like it's minting tomorrow or anything like that that i know of but uh it's, no uh, it's, it's been just, on everybody's radar and it's definitely one you should uh take a look at yeah i have a folder uh of high profile upcoming mints that i'm really trying to work the whitelist on and and this is one of them you know along with raid party and tasty bones Oh, Tasty Bones. Yeah, I got to take a look. I haven't even looked at that one. Yeah, that's another closed. That's another closed Discord. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get the uh, the restream invite link um, into the AM show chat for the Moon Loungers. If you want to come up and join us and, uh, and talk for a little bit, we're going to try and keep the show a little bit shorter than the previous ones that we've had. We've been running up to uh, two hours as of yesterday, so no issues with that. I love doing it, but um, just want to try and get that going a little bit sooner. In the meantime, while we wait for people, I've got a couple other quick things that I saw pop up. Um, one of the more ridiculous things, I think, was this Irene Dow. Uh, this happened like in the middle of the night. It was a free mint. Is, was it free mint? I it's it's taken me so much to try and get any kind of color on this um it was a 0.334 a floor it was up to 0.4 earlier um and uh the the tagline is sincerity integrity meaning and purpose i have no idea what that means um but uh it's an acronym for simp oh is that what it is yes uh And how, many, how, how many of these uh, were purchased? I don't know. This is this is a funny project. Um, this is from like Irene Zhao. Uh, I, I don't think she was actually a part of the project. She said she woke up to find out that she had a Dow in her name and uh, 123,000 followers. So this is uh, bizarre. There's no website to look at. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I've never heard of this person. I, I'm assuming she's an influencer in a country that I don't live in and somebody built a DAO around uh, this person and their looks and given that it is called the simp DAO or I guess it's called Irene DAO but their logo is simp and it says creator economy or whatever their tagline is this is for creators right this reeks to me of an OnlyFans clone we know that everybody wants to take everything that's on web 2 and web 3ify it and uh, maybe this is an attempt at that. I'm not sure what else they would be implying here. I'm just trying to read into the tea leaves. But if it did mint for free, this seems to be another cook. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm trying to um, get back up into the whale watching thing where I found it and see 
uh mint yeah it looked like it was a free mint 0.00 uh vope i have to agree with uh, ashtray the, the artwork here is phenomenal <laughs> i'm i have to say i'm taken by it yeah there's uh it's it's pretty funny but that was uh <laughs> that was interesting actually looking on her twitter uh big advocate for decentralized social networks uh i've never heard of any of those existing so we're going to move on from there all right then um, if anybody actually has like, I, I don't know how much more you can add on to this, but if you know anything about this project, I'm I'm more than interested. But uh, good night, I was... Irene. Uh, I used to say that if you if you knew old FMC from traditional markets, that was that was my tagline when things were going down, when the market it? would fall 300 points in a day. If you saw old FMC say good night, Irene, you sold everything in your portfolio. So. There's my there's my uh, attachment to Irene. Why don't you just start saying that in crypto too? I should. Isn't it such Change a good thing? Good night, Irene Dow. Oh, good night, Irene. Ooh, I like it. I like it. There you go. We're the centralized option. Shroomhead Josh, what's going on, man? GM, GM, everyone. How y'all doing this morning? Good morrow good. to you. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. Um, enjoyed the enjoying watching everything happen. I'm very bullish on the uh, cat bricks, brick cats, cat bricks. Thank you. Uh, they they socks, man. Yeah. <laughs> as we said with Mont, maybe as we said with Montfers, maybe that's the uh, that's the the joke. They should have just gone with Lego cats. Fuck it. <laughs> you go all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they should have put two G's, like Lego cats. But let's go. <laughs> right? Like, that's what the kids say. <laughs> Lego, yeah. Lego. Okay. They need the marketing arm of Alpha Mint uh, on their side. Could be. Could be. Most definitely. Josh, you have some of these, right? Yes. Uh, and I actually picked up a few more this morning. Um, as it just seems so easy, now. right? Damn it. Damn it, you. I'm buying another right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the. The price just seems absurd right now. I mean, like, I just, I, I can't imagine they're not going to go up more. And yeah, they're a derivative project, but they're so unique. I mean, like, it's not like every, we see so many derivatives out there. It, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, Toy Moris a little bit, right? Like, oh, it's, just, it's, my, it's almost its own thing. Definitely my two favorite 3D projects that I have seen. Toy Moris and Lego Cats. Just, like you said, you know, they're derivatives but they are the last thing you would ever tag as low effort. These are, these are high effort cared for passion projects and it comes through in the art. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty, you, I feel pretty good about them. Are you yeah. feeling this as like a long hold or is this something that you're, uh, you're going to take an exit on if it, if it does really well, like, and you don't have to tell me, I'm just curious. No, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I this is one of those ones where I suspect if it pumps pretty hard, um, I will probably let go of a, of a few of them just to yeah. you know, cover whatever I, I spent on getting them and get a little bit more liquidity in the pool. But, you know, this is one of those ones where I'm, I'm going to have some I hold on to no matter what. It's kind of like... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to compare it to lemons, you know, with lemons, <laughs> I've had a hard time letting go of anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something cool that I think has uh, has some 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 longer potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think I feel the same way. Yeah, that's essentially why I ended up trying to get to or not trying to getting to ten as well. Um, I didn't want to be faced with um, 
the decision at having four, uh, you know, to sell two to kind of break even to cover my costs with a small profit or whatever, and then just be left with, you know, two, because now two is hard to decide what you want to do on the next pump, you know, or if there Mm -hmm. is a next pump, you know, say these get to 1.5 ETH, like, should you peel one off? Do you peel both of them off? Or does this a project like Alien Friends where, you know, it just continues straight to six ETH, right? This is, Um, and this is my issue. I have one alien friends left. It might as well be worth zero because I'm never selling it. So who cares if it goes to a hundred? Well, I'm selling it if it goes. No. Yeah. So, I mean, my (laughs) goal is to be able to kind of scale out of it as this thing kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, develops again, if it develops and if it doesn't, then, you know, I think we're going to see a shift in the, the NFT meta personally, Uh, maybe 3d projects aren't quite as in vogue um as they have been but uh but yeah i mean i that's the important thing about keeping some liquidity around is to be able to take position sizes on things that you actually have quite a bit of conviction in and i'm happy to have finally done that if i'm being honest with you yes sir yeah that actually that gets into a topic that i've wanted to ask you guys about uh before which is just kind of like this this strategy going into minting, right? Like a lot of people just seem to take the sort of degen always max mint approach on, on so many of these projects. And of course, everything's different. Each one is its own, you know, unique kind of situation. But I, I, I don't know if you guys could give some structure to how you think about how many pieces you mint and how that relates to kind of your strategy long-term. I mean, R2, you were just talking about that a little bit in terms of, you know, if you have four of them, and you, you peel off a couple of them early on, there's only two left, then what do you do if there's another pump? But if you guys have any other thoughts on that, I'd be interested in hearing them. Yeah, so dependent on um, on your liquidity situation, right? Like I would never... Um, and it also is dependent on how many they're letting you mint and how quickly you can, uh, you know, <laughs> mint on multiple kind of wallets or whatever. With the, you know, cap breaks, you probably would have had to mint with a bot to use several several wallets to get it in that fast um but yeah i mean if i was on low liquidity <laughs> jesus christ man <laughs> ripping, ripping that thing but i am giving the people I'm about to cough for I... you holy fuck <laughs> This man has has lungs that, of iron. That would be. That I was talking for like thirty seconds of the entire time. It was just this like bubbling sound in the background. Yes, uh, the answer is yes, Vlad. <laughs> um, I don't even know where I was. Yeah, no. Um, does it, like you know, if 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 I had used a, a large portion of my liquidity to mint the cats, I probably would be. Um, I probably would be trying to sell two of them for a break even, one for a profit, one for a hold. Uh, that would be my 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 gut. And if it you know if it went really crazy, like say it went to like two ETH, I would probably peel that last one off uh, as well and just kind of walk away from the project. Um, but you know, as you grow your liquidity and you kind of you know you try to level up in the space, then you can you know get ten of them sell six of them for a break even in a profit, sell two of them for a big profit, and then long hold two. Uh, that's kind of where I, what I'm trying to position myself with because inevitably you're going to partake in one of these projects that um, ends up being, you know, an, a, another blue chip or, you know, the the next board ape, if you want to call it yeah. that. It sounds corny. Um, and if you can position yourself 
to still be profitable from trading a bulk of them and then whatever happens to the other two or three or you know for some of these people 10 or 20 um in the future then you're in a great situation so that's kind of you know working up towards that and then there's some people who just you know are always eyes forward and they'll you know they'll they'll sell all of them you know they'll hit a two ETH floor and they'll just say awesome i've made my money and i'm gonna you know wash my hands of it so it it depends on style time horizon um risk tolerance all of those things but i think if you take those two spectrums of trading uh you can find something in the middle that works really well for you and you know i want to say this because i'm the only one here who's been here for more than a year and believe me i am not saying that to be lauded because given how long i've been in fnt nfts i should be a lot richer than i am so if anything it's a knock that i've been in this industry for three years but okay i most people here have not seen like a true cycle okay and all i mean by this is in order to find a crypto punks or a board apes and i know board apes happen quicker and things are going to happen quicker as as stuff unfolds but you have to hold these things for months sometimes even a year and don't forget you know holding something for a year now you get that benefit of long-term capital gains tax if you live in the united states so my my advice to everybody is build your liquidity up to the point where you could always trade but then you need to have high conviction plays as we know i'm very convicted in lemons and I don't really care what happens on a daily, but you know, I get 1600 questions in the DGen dojo every day about lemons, but on a daily basis, I really don't care about the floor, the floor price. I might as well hide them all in my hidden folder and just wait because when you have high, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but when you have high conviction about something, you need to hold for a long time to see those hundred or those thousand X, right? And very few people who have who got into this in June can do that because they've seen if you don't sell something into volume, well, you are stuck with it, right? So once you've built your liquidity up, once you once you have enough that you know you can trade, you need to start buying high conviction things and hell, throw them to the hidden folder. The hidden folder isn't just for uh, things that you don't like. It's also for things you don't want to look at so you're not tempted to sell, right? And I think that Everyone here should be looking to not just trade, but also build up enough that you could start putting things in a long-term portfolio. It's where the lion's shares of gains are made in NFTs, I promise. I love that. And one of the yep. things that jumps out at me, because I've made this mistake before, and I think everyone learns this eventually in the space. If you mint two or you mint three and you sell the first one or two of them and you only left with one, you're going to end up holding that thing speculating on the future no matter what so you may as well not have it at all like you were saying <laughs> I, yo and it's such a great like when i now when i'm looking at things like i'm i'm always like i'm either gonna sell all of them or none of them because anything in between just leaves you with a really hard decision and it's almost easier to do that all or nothing decision and then hey no one ever says you can't buy things back. And we do know in NFTs, everything likes to pull back. I mean, look at that December period when it didn't matter what it was. Cool cats, cryptodes, everything fell 60, 70%. Yeah, man. Dark times, dark times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we persevere.
<laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, free market is, it makes a great point. You made a great point too, Josh. It's like, eventually, if you're left holding one of them, you're left speculating on what could be. So you might as well not be holding it at all. I mean, it's a great point. There are plenty of board ape owners that are in that situation right now where they oh. have one of them. And, oh you know, God. do they take the $300,000? Or do they wait for it to be a million dollars if it ever is a million dollars? Or do they wait, you know, and, and once it's going to reach that million dollars, they're going to say, well, maybe this could be $2 million. I mean, the dream scenario in that regard is that you can collateralize these eventually so that you can actually have some liquidity with them. But it's not a good spot to be in. And, you know, the, the, if you could build your liquidity up to a point where you can hold a, a bigger position in them, because like, it just doesn't work the same as, as uh, you know, crypto or stocks where they can be fractionalized and you can constantly peel 10% out, 10% out. Right. Um, right now, right now there is a person with a million dollars in board apes in monkey JPEGs living in his parents' basement. This is the dichotomy of, of nfts right and uh, this is this is why i think over the next two months you're going to see so many of these end up in the hands of celebrities because the pressure to change your life is just going to be too much after a <laughs> yeah, while your mom's yelling at you like just sound the fuck <laughs> there man get out of my basement <laughs> uh, no yeah. offense to you josh if that's your situation i apologize <laughs> yeah, sorry josh <laughs> I wish I was holding million dollar JPEGs living Gosh, in the basement. I wish I was in my mom's costume. basement. Oh, the laundry, the, the dinners. Oh, I know, no rent. Oh, oh God. My, uh, Sign me up. Oh, mine yeah. charged me rent the last time I had to be there. <laughs> all right, let's dig into this now. I'm extending the show 15 minutes. No, right. So how do you feel about this? <laughs> cool. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You guys have a great morning. You too, Josh. Thank you. Let's go mint some great stuff today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cass. Jinx. Oh, Cass. Jinx? You said let's do it at the same time. Did I? Oh. Cheers. Can you hear me? Cheers, Cass. Yes. How are you? Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Do we sound as handsome as usual? Um, Six on... YouTube, that's what you guys sound like, especially with that bong. Ooh. You took piss props. Like you could hear you, you, you could hear yourself bubbling yourself up, getting ready. I've I've wanted Did to you say sex on YouTube. I said sex on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a new term. S O T. Isn't that just S O Y? Soy. Oh my god, that's soy. We're soy boys. Soy boys. Forget island uh, boys. Soy boys. I'm out of this, here. This this show. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Cass, it's you. And, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm Max. back. Just a quick question. Um, yes. What are you two? What are you two's play? Or what? What NFT have you guys, both of you, um, have got the most conviction in apart from Star Wars um, in the first quarter that you know of? You want to go first, or two? Yeah, I mean, if we're excluding like things that we did at last year, like lemons, uh, which I can guarantee you would be free market sales. Yeah, you mean you mean upcoming mints or stuff that we own now? No, 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 upcoming mints, stuff that we own. Oh, now too. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I, I what mean, I figured you meant. If okay. I can sneak cap bricks into that conversation, that would be the current one. If it's you know free reveal, uh, upcoming. Ooh, I, I mean, I'm starting to really grow into a lot of like for these star catchers. Um, 
Invisible Friends, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get in on, but that seems like it's got something there. Uh, Raid Party, uh, that uh, Free Market mentioned, you know, if there's a a game that can kind of recapture um, the the, the NFT Web3 gaming, um, that could be a really, really, really strong one. Um, You know, and there might be some desire for a good one after the disaster that hunger brains was. Uh, so, I mean, that could be, that could be one to really watch out for too. Oh, talking about hunger games. I went into the bears, the, the bear game, uh, discord. Yeah. And it, they, they were literally ripping the piss of why would anyone copy our contract? What <laughs> <laughs> that was, the, that was the interesting point, right? I actually, I guess we should touch on it real quick. I had a conversation with Grape Dutch uh, uh, yesterday. I, yeah, well, I mean, we, not a long one. We had, you know, a little, just a little back and forth, and it wasn't contentious at all. Was it you uh, saying something and tagging him, and then him blocking you? No, no, no. This was in DMs on Discord. Uh, no, I. You're a it, man of mystery. No, I don't know him. This isn't like I, I don't know the guy. I he we took it and I sorry, I didn't mean DMs. There was a we I opened a support ticket and it was a private support ticket conversation and hunger brains, but at first it was just like their manager and then all of a sudden Grave Dutch came in because I, I kept expressing concerns or whatever. And um as you know, I was very uh, emphatic on still being bullish on this project that all the FUD was nonsense. And I was very, very wrong there. Uh, all the FUD was justified. Uh, Mr. Bean was like 100% accurate in everything he was saying. It played out exactly as he said it would. I tip my hat. And their response, they did a, a Twitter spaces yesterday, which I didn't want to listen. I honestly didn't care. I had already talked to Grape earlier in the day. I knew what was going to happen. And I, I just, I, I was over it at this point, right? Um, I just didn't want to go in and either hear people complain or I just, I, I didn't care anymore. But my general thought was it wasn't, you know, when, when you mint something, it it's on you, right? The risk of minting whatever you mint is on you. Like that's the, that's the risk I take as a trader, as an investor, as somebody buying an NFT, but they are presenting me a product. Okay. And if the product doesn't work, I believe that's on them. And my transactions failed when I was trying to do actions within the game. And I believe that was because of the contract that was written. And I believe that was on them. And when you look at everything that I spent on Hunger Brains, it was 1.2 ETH. And the refund they gave me equaled about 0.39 because they refunded just the mint price. So in my opinion, it should have been the other way around. I think that they should have refunded people about twice that. I think they should have given people the 0.8. The 0.4 was on us for minting or the, you know, the one third of the cost was on us for minting. That was my contention. Um, Grape was basically like, look, we spent all this money on the devs, deploying the contract, making the da 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 This was the best we could do without like really putting us in in financial straits. I don't know anybody's financial situation. I don't know how much money each of these guys have. I don't really know, but it probably would have cost them twice as much as they spent um, to to pay back in the way that I thought was right. They didn't do that. 
I'm not angry at the team. I don't think that they were malicious. I don't think they were being disingenuine, but I definitely don't feel like engaging uh, in hunger brains if they try to bring it back, uh, nor any future products. Could my mind be changed? Maybe, but that's kind of my conclusion here. I'm happy they did something. They tried to make it right. I don't think they did the right thing, uh, but I took my point four and I'm, it's dead to me. I'm over it. These are it's it's a, it is a scary proposition to be in that situation though, right? Um, like oh, you don't are. you don't want to rug anybody. You want to make it right, and like you I want feel to be terrible able to, for these guys. To refund people's stuff, right? But it's these uh, aren't bad people. They they no, didn't no, no. try to do this to anybody, and I can just imagine the pain and embarrassment they're feeling. Right? We all love nfts like we love each other this is no we all want to get rich but nobody is like especially this team they're not out there trying to like rug you right but at the same time you know i just feel bad in the sense that these guys they 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 are now pariahs and it they won't last you know everyone's reputation could be repaired and like i said i don't think these guys were malicious but they must feel like pariahs right now like in a way like man this industry I love is extremely angry at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are it's mad. A community at the end of the day, it is. I mean, yeah. um, you know, the f- I don't want to say like the fact like you talking to Grape Dutch is like a thing, but like you know, people are still very accessible, right? Like right. you know, you're Most one degree of separation from. Yeah probably getting in touch with anybody that you want to if you push hard enough and most of them will gladly entertain any kind of conversation uh because you know they they hold big bags too and it's in their interest to you know help the space along rather than just be these um people on the you know behind their their gates and in their castles just you know (laughs) overseeing the nft space right um that was one of the few really great things about BitCloud was that you had all of these people from different walks of life, some of them very influential, some of them very successful. Um, and, you know, being in a call with the founder of FanDuel, like, blew my mind, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's uh, that was something that, like, before that situation happened, I, you know, you just don't think that you can, uh, you bump shoulders with these people. But the NFT space is a lot like that, too, because it just really isn't that big. Right. Yeah. Another thing I would say, and it will be. Another thing I would say, um, in regards to the whole hunger brains thing, before I ask FMC, what's his, what's his Q one tip of the? Oh yes, <laughs> um, stop that really well. We're like, well, let me tell you about hunger brains. <laughs> so, what is exactly not my conviction play of the year? But but with hunger brains, like I'm I'm not being funny. If if I was to put myself into the the founder or the person in charge or whoever it is, head of the project, let's just call it. Um, come on, man. Like you would have somehow figured out that your dev is about to kind of put your contract exactly like Bear Game. You would double check it. You would. I think there was, I, th- I think that maybe, and I, I say this with all due respect, there was a little bit of hubris. You know, yeah. I, like just this, like this idea that, like you know, we're these people. We're in the top of the game. We're gonna launch this great project, and and uh, you know, whatever we touch will turn to gold. Um, and you know, it, it seems like somebody pulled one over on them. And uh, you know, I think it was in business was in the voice chat when this was all going down, and be like, this to me just seems like one of those uh, situations where everybody just assumed that somebody else did the diligence, and it didn't, you know, didn't happen. But then that's on them. 
No, no, it is. It is. And I, I do think that this is like, you know, taking it down a peg or however you want to call it. But I, I just think that this was like, you know, a group of people who were really at the pinnacle of the NFT trading game. Um, and it just, uh, it just, it just went wrong. You know, yeah. like it, it happened. We've seen, we've seen huge, huge, huge companies crumble because people just missed something or did something stupid or like, you know, the blinders were on because they just believed that the money train was never going to end. Yeah. True. True. And before you go free market, what are you saying? Okay. So I am most excited about star catchers, which we've mentioned tasty bones, which we've mentioned. And I promise you will hear uh, a lot more about those projects through Alphamint. There's, there's things in the work there. Invisible friends is very obvious, but obviously extremely difficult to get on that whitelist. As far as games and P2E, we have raid party, which we've talked about a lot. That may be the one I am most excited for. And then the, I would say my wild card here is suffering. Drive. Do you know about Sup Drive? Oh, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, you may be in that Discord. That would be um, Dom of Loot Fame. He's mm-hmm. uh, you know big big guy in NFTs, kind of a famous influencer. This was going to be a project that launched last year. A lot of stuff came up. Um, it's been delayed a lot, but I believe when they do start that one up, it's going to be huge. Uh, if any of if anyone needs me to drop any of those discords or, or links, just let me know. Uh, but there is a chance that could be a first quarter thing. So that that one I'd be on the watch for too. Though there's no uh, official announcements yet. Uh, those are the ones I'm most excited about. No cool pets. Yeah, oh you know, I, saw, I, I saw Cool Pets um, uh, <laughs> mentioned by Shubang, um, of course. And uh, I'm such an idiot for forgetting that one. I'm on that white list. I am so excited about that. That, one. that that to me, like it had crossed my mind. That to me seemed like an easy pick, you know. Yeah. So I, I kind yeah. of just like didn't. Oh. Now, invisible friends and cool pets are the easy. Yeah, those yeah. are like the the made men friends, of the so. first. Yeah, those are the made men of the first quarter. Yeah. But it's obviously very very difficult um, to get them to get on the allow list for either of those. So it's really just about. Yeah, sure. If you if you're a, a liquid whale, uh, you know, hit those things in the in the public sale or right after, you know, snipe on the secondary. As far as uh, getting on those allow lists, those are tough. But if you can swing it, I think that's that's free money. We, um, I, you know, I think Hunger Brains is going to do a great thing for these projects too. Um, and you know, they're going to do an extra layer of diligence there, saying like, I you know, hope we've so. got all this Oof. hype. We've got all of this. Um, you know, the the world is in our hands right now. Let's triple check everything that we're doing and make sure that this goes off flawlessly. Um, so I think that those are going to be really good drops in light of all of that's happened. Um, you know what? Honestly, I we were talking so much today, and you mentioned getting on the allow list, uh, and I, I completely forgot to go back to the MetaLink conversation that you were kind of going on about. Um, and I really quickly just want to give that a shout out because I think it was a really great mention for for Alpha Mint and the work that uh, we ha- as a community, everybody, not just the team, has been doing. Um, but uh, and I sorry that uh, Zikoki just popped in, and then uh, Cass, you're kind of just hanging out here too. But I hope you don't mind. No, um, no, you know he uh, he went on. You know, Metalink did this uh, whole thread about how to get on an allow list. There are 13 ways to get easy 
early access to the hottest collections like cool pet uh cool pets or invisible friends before they mint uh this is such a big topic especially for newer people trying to get into the space and be able to get their hands on these really hot projects um you know he goes through like invest in big collections with active communities so you know like joining like the kaijus that free market always talks about um you know being in uh, a lot of those alpha rooms or you know well connected like even lemon friends has done really well to get uh, cool pets well yeah, that was re- I, I was really heartened <clears throat> because, you know, getting into the large alpha communities can be expensive, buying a Kong, buying a Kaiju. But to get into, you know, he mentioned that getting into the smaller communities can be very beneficial as well, especially the well-connected ones. And lo and behold, he shouts out Little Lemon Friends. Boy, a shout out for Alpha Mint and Little Lemon Friends in the same thread. I was verklempt. And, and if you guys... Do not know MetaLink. So they did a wrap-up at the end of the year. That was just the hit of the NFT world. It was like that Spotify wrap-up that shows mm-hmm. you what bands you've listened to, what songs you did, but it was all NFTs. Like, what was the first NFT you bought? How much gas did you spend? And it put it in such a fabulous uh, infographic UI made by none other than our resident Charlie Hilton. Uh, just, just a fabulous thing all around. And if you haven't tried their launch pad and working product, this is your NFT portfolio at a glance. I bet all of you listening right now will go through your NFTs every day and you're doing these calculations in your head. All right, I have these from this collection. That's about this ETH. And then, da, 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 da. and you scroll down all the way to the bottom. You do that math in your head. You try to convert it to USD and you go, all right, I think I'm kind of worth this much. If I check, you can go on to your MetaLink Launchpad and you have your entire portfolio there at a glance. All right. It's in beta. Uh, they're going to be improving, and I should excuse me. Beta is probably the wrong term. I'm not a, an engineer. They they are oh, a brand right. new. The right yeah, thing. they are a brand new launch product. Obviously, they're going to be improving constantly. But this at a glance uh, NFT portfolio is such a killer feature. So thank you, Jake Udell, and thank you, Metalink, for that shout out. And you guys should really go check that product uh, out. Yeah, no, I, and I mean that, that's uh, that's exactly what he said in there was just to like, get into alpha groups, be a part of a community, um, and you know the it's basically the the crowdfunding or the crowdsourcing of information and using it together for uh, a mutual benefit. You know what that uh, the the sum of all of the parts is greater or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, right? Um, and that's absolutely true in this space too. You know, there's a lot of great, uh, a lot of great ideas in this too. The one that I liked was, uh, you know, use your skills, do, you know, the 1% more, um, you know, make yourself stand out. Like, you know, Dirty Milk had a, a really great idea um, that he's he's used to to great success. You know, some artists do their own unique work. Like he, he highlights one for the species right here, this great little piece of uh, 3D art. Um, I've, we've seen people do some like songs or raps or writing poems or all of that stuff. Like there's a million things you can do about it. And this was a great thread. So we, you know, we appreciate the, the shout out. And honest to God, we were not expecting that at all. So that was very, very kind of him um, to do that so yeah we we thank you um all right let's bring zakoki on up Cass, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about sorry i uh, i didn't mean to cut you off there no it's okay you can air me off and, and, and put me down sorry 
No, no, honestly. <laughs> you said that so sad. I just, I, I, just, oh I wanted to touch on that because it was a, it was important. It was very nice to have a, an Alpha Mint shout out from, you know, people in, in, in that kind of echelon. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I wouldn't say nothing. I was just waiting for you to kick me off. That's, that's all. <laughs> I'm not going to say there's no need for me to say nothing now. Just wipe me off and you can. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Always love having you up here, dude. You have yourself a good weekend. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll cross paths over the weekend, my friend. Definitely. And I'll speak to you on Monday. Yeah. You You know, I just realized what we're paid in WEF from looks, it's going (laughs) to go up when Ethereum goes up. Did you realize that? Like, it. Point one is three hundred forty dollars now, but do you realize that could be a thousand dollars in the not so distant future, or two? Yeah, dude, I said that on the show yesterday. Thanks for listening. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's totally true. The value of looks can go up or down, but that uh, is, uh, is locked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, we love the, we love great. the way. Point eight in four days. I'll take it. Or point zero eight. Sorry, not point eight. As the Koki, what's <laughs> going not on, Lucas? Relax. Yeah, relax. I'm sure Hello, guys. Good out. morning. GM, GM. Um, I Good just morning, wanted sir. to uh, get your guys' thoughts on on the way Azuki dropped. So they did something interesting by having the Dutch auction before the whitelisted people. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I don't know if that's a common thing, but it's. As far as I know, that's something kind of unique to how they dropped it. Where what is the what what is the whitelist pay? What's the what's their price? Um, I didn't even realize there was a presale on it. Neither yeah, did they, I. They had like I think fifteen hundred for on the whitelist, and then the rest were the Dutch auction before. So I, I actually don't know what their mint price is because I wasn't on the whitelist. But just watching it from afar. It's it's very very interesting because it seems like the people on the whitelist get rewarded heavily because all the Dutch auction price the, the the price of the Dutch auction like completely inflated it so the people on the whitelist that minted I guess get to get a way nicer um way nicer bag off that but it it also concerns me as well for the longevity of the project because when you're starting off at like two point five to three ETH. And then I don't know if it's that sustainable post reveal, you know, so those people that bought in at that high post reveal, like is the, is the ball going to get rolling right away with the project that are, are things on the roadmap going to start being completed within the first couple of weeks or are they going to have that post reveal kind of lulling moment where they're trying to get their feet under them and trying to get the development rolling of the project. So probably starting off. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't think that. I mean, it's possible. I always say, you know, the really smart projects will have that roadmap as, as an arrow in their quiver ready to shoot at any time. So if they're thinking that way, it's certainly possible, but probably not. I would expect this reveal to go the same way as as most reveals where the hype is pulled forward. Remember, why do I think Cat Bricks can do the opposite? Because the hype is the opposite. The hype has been pulled backwards. Like if there's going to be hype, it's going to be on the reveal, not before. With Azuki, it's most likely the other way around. The the hype was completely pulled forward. And unless they reveal these commons and they're somehow more stunning than the previews, and I love the previews. I love the art. I love the previews. I think Azuki is going to do very well. But I think it's going to be a typical reveal in which we see it fall 
to maybe 1.2 or 1.5, somewhere closer back to mint price. As far as a backwards allow list, I'm not against that. You know, R2 had a great uh, metric that he kind of came up with the other and, you know, pointing out that if you see the majority of the sales on the the higher numbers of a collection <clears throat> indicating that it was the public sale that is dumping and not the pre-sale that's usually bullish right because it usually just means that the traders like sneaky are are trying to make their 2x and get out and ideally the the redistribution will be beneficial for unique holders whereas with azuki they're doing it backwards now i think that when you're in a pre-sale, you're more dedicated to a project. You're more likely to hold. You've probably believed in it from the beginning. So I, I don't expect, say, if the pre-sale is allowed to mint now, they're going to go dump on all the people who Dutch auctioned. I think there's a pretty high chance most of them would hold through just because they're fans of the project. You know, your allow list are your biggest fans. They're, they're your most likely diamond hands. Not that, of course, some of them are probably traders who just got lucky and got in early, but those are your most likely candidates to be holders. So maybe, especially after watching the artifact debacle, which we know wasn't a debacle in retrospect because they had that arrow in their quiver I always talk about. But That's where I was going to go with this too, yeah. Right, right. But had they not, you know, the fact that they did their, the way they did their pre-sale really, really screwed secondary sales. I mean, it was such a botch yeah. because traders have a certain mindset and they're looking at things a certain way. And the way it played out, it compelled most people to dump before that news came out and they all had a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, R2 could yeah. probably elaborate. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, the one thing is like, you got to remember that the pre-sales typically go, or sorry, not the pre-sales, the, um, the pre-reveals uh, typically go down on reveal because baked into that price is the chance of a rare as well. Right. Um, for every NFT that you hold, you have that chance, especially in a hype project like Azuki at that 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 ETH sale. Right. Um, so the pre reveals are always going to trade at a premium and then there's going to pull back as people, you know, get their, um, their, uh, 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 you know, their floors kind of all sorted out. You know, you see, you see the same thing about these the Pokemon cards, you know, the unopened packs from 15 years ago. And there's the chance that there's a gold Charizard in there or a holographic one or, or something like that. Um, and now there's only a handful of these left. So the price keeps going up and up and up um, because the, the chance at that becomes more and more and more valuable too. So, uh, you know, I, I would hope that Azuki has done some thought into like the, the floor management. And, you know, we don't always want to talk about floor, but like um, going back to Clonex, they had that extra bullet in the chamber with, oh, by the way, you know, for those of you that are still holding and not taking the free money, Nike, uh, and yeah. boom, off you go, right? And uh, maybe this is a project that kind of has that, uh, that swag to it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to look at the people that are going to be buying at this point for 2.5 ETH. I'm hoping that it's not somebody that just has three ETH in liquidity because they are, you know, potentially in for a world of hurt. And that's a big overextension of their portfolio. I think the last thing that I wanted to say was you got to look at the type of people that are getting onto presale lists. Now, none of this is a knock because presale lists are incredibly important. They're an incredibly great tool for getting in at the lowest cost basis that you can. 
um, potentially avoiding gas wars. Uh, but you know, the the big whales of the world aren't necessarily focused on pre-sale lists because it is very time consuming, um, and they are okay with spending a premium to pick out the ones that they want. But if you're new to this space and you're looking to build liquidity and you're looking to build a great you know, portfolio and, and trade really well. Um, it behooves you to get onto these lists so that you have a better shot and a better upside um, when you're participating in these plays. Now, everybody, uh, especially when you're first starting out, wants to hit that next board ape. They want to hit that 10 ETH sale. Uh, and what happens is it does, definitely does create like a hodler mentality and a diamond hands mentality because at the end of the day, it's not sexy to eke out 0.1 profits here and there. Although the great traders will do so if they have to. For newer people, you don't want that 0.1. You want that 1 ETH sale. You want that 4 ETH sale. Um, and it definitely makes you a little bit more protective. So that's why I think that you see a lot of those lower serial numbers being sold on the pre-sale being held on to for longer periods of time. And the public sale is that get in, oh, the hype cycle is not here for this project, get out. And that's why they sell. That's why I'm bullish on the fact of seeing um, high serial numbers being listed uh, pre-reveal. So I, I hope that that kind of answers your question in the in the terms of Azuki. Like, yeah, it probably is going to go down. That tends to be the trend unless these exceed all expectations um, when they start uh, revealing. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the high expectation is already baked in, too. So these have to be like really, really, really fucking exceptional uh, to, to overcome the hype that they've already created. And that's not a bad thing. You're just you are going to see people playing the 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 one of one in the rare lottery right but yeah now all the pressure is on azuki's side to 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 um to land the to hit on this because if they flop a lot of people are going to be upset and a lot of people are going to be burned and i wanted to ask and also your well, what constitutes a flop honestly like if you don't mind me asking you if these things settle down to 1.3 1.4 and they're sitting 40 percent above oh. mint price after it shakes <clears throat> out do you can does that constitute a flop for azuki well, I mean, I mean more of a flop on like their end of like the development okay. of like the brand and the partnerships and what they're going to be doing. Like if yeah. they're, if they don't really have anything in the chamber, if they're kind of just like figuring it out as things go on with this explosive launch, then I would consider that like a flop on the, on their end, like on the team's end, not really like on the floor price and. But okay. it could result in like a in like a poor floor. But the 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 good thing about the project is that the floor or like the mint price was quote unquote one ETH. You know, so like even if it recedes back, like it's still probably not gonna dip below one ETH unless something significantly terrible goes wrong. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, or or they're very underwhelming. Yeah, or like the or like the art is just yeah, exactly. Um, and then a second thing was. Uh, did you, are you guys looking at CL1 right now? Yeah, I actually saw somebody uh, mention that in the chat. Uh, I'm going to pull up the comment there. Uh, Pega6 said, why are you guys not talking about CL1? Yeah. Um, first of all, like there is so much stuff to talk about. And uh, and Free Market and I both like to go on tangents about things. So the show ends up running a long time. But um, you know, we have a limited amount of topics to, to go on. But it looks like it was a very successful mint. And the floor is, uh, is doing very well. Uh, still in pre-reveal. Um, and I'm going to be watching it. I have no doubt that we'll talk about it next week on the show, depending on. I don't know. Um, I don't know how, but you know, Clonex is the only one who nailed 
this look. These are as ugly as non-fungible peoples. I don't understand how any of these projects are pumping. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, am, I'll pull it I am just so confused why anybody would want something <laughs> like this to represent them in the metaverse. I think Clonex nailed it with the plasticity. We talk about it on this show a lot. We all want to be toys. Nobody wants to look like this realistic, like skin texture human being. I, I just, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I understand it's a deal with Champion. It's a deal with this. It's a deal with that. I, it's not my, uh, not my cup of tea. I'd rather be a dead fellows who so are is this, also uh, mooning. Yeah, somebody else mentioned that too. Um, like this is an instance where like the quality of the work is very good. Love the detail. I'm a huge fan of this like uh, dystopian future cyberpunk augmentation style and stuff like that. Like I can't get enough of this. But in terms of like being an avatar or a metaverse character, yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I, I think that the problem with hyper realism is that, um, it, it, as free market said, it's not as fun. First of all, and second of all, like there tends to be this just this element of lifelessness to them that looks this it's kind of it's a little bit creepy if I'm being honest with you. And that's not to detract from the work; it just kind of is what it is. Like they're the very lifeless eyes, just kind of staring. If I saw there. one of these, I bet these sort of, yeah, no, I bet these will look good in a in a video game, running around with movement, with motion, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I mean. I, I see this. I see it doing very well. Uh, you know, if I, if you had asked me this before the mint, if this was something I was going to get hyped about, the answer unfortunately would be no. Now, when the floor price starts going up on a project, everything starts to look better. I mean, even free market and I have admitted to you know the bored apes growing on us over time. It's a good looking. Um, not it's a good looking PFP. Not not um yeah not it didn't really strike that chord back when they was presented to us at 0.3 ETH, believe it or not. Um, and that will, you know, forever be one of the biggest misses I think we could both take, but um, everything looks great at a, at a high floor price. And uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, it's doing very, very well right now. And I appreciate you guys bringing it up. Um, but uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I see you guys say like a Warner brothers artist is involved with CO one. Like, that's, That's a red flag to me. There's a lot of Warner Brother artists. There's a lot of Disney artists. Yeah. Unless it's that is such artist. a big red flag. There is an entire cabal. All these 3D projects are done by one company. And they're, I know it's not literally, I'm kind of being metaphoric here, but there's basically a known model throughout <laughs> parts of the world where you get an artist who has at some point worked on a show for Warner Brothers or Disney you attach Disney artists to a hyper-realistic project like Primal Apes. These are all done by the same people. This is, uh, I'm telling you, this is like a, this is one of the bigger fake trends within NFTs, whether it's that huh. Champions thing that we saw or yeah. whether it's, it's this. These are the biggest Fugazi projects you've ever seen. Maybe CO1 and NFP is different because of their partnerships, but... You know, if one of these things walked up behind me in a dark alley, I would Muay Thai first and ask questions later. These things are <laughs> these things are just frightening in the worst way. 
And uh, I hope they go to Tenny for anyone who holds them. Sure. Yeah. That's not what this show is about. I mean, we don't bring these things up to just like FUD bags and stuff like that. You know, we just talk about our opinions on stuff and historically these hyper-realistic projects and, and uh, you know, big, large scale drops typically are underwhelming. Um, I, again, though, I'm like, I'm looking at the website. They, they, you know, it looks good. They put some effort into it. It's very clean. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't excite me in the, the same way that, um, some other more, you know, creative style projects go. And honestly, I, I saw that, um, you know, Warner brothers designer, Gilberto Zaragoza. I mean, it just, it, Honestly, at the end of the day, that didn't mean anything to me. That wasn't like a statement that went, oh, shit, this is legit. You know, it was never like um, Apple CEO Steve Jobs. It's just fucking Steve Jobs. You know, like you, right. that name speaks for itself. You know who Steve Jobs is. You know he was the 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 founder and the CEO of Apple and designed Visionary. Like you don't need those titles at the end of your name or the beginning of your name if if your name speaks for itself. Nobody He's says the best like, we ever had. Famous street artist Banksy. No, it's just fucking Banksy, man. Banksy. And uh, and another thing is, if you guys checked out their Discord before, it, there's it, I just didn't like it at all. Like they had, you have to invite ten people. Oh, oh yeah, to God. I'm already seven. out. I'm, so done. I'm done. Their Discord yeah, done. right now is so artificially inflated; it's crazy. There's like over three hundred fifty thousand people in there, but yeah. it's all because <laughs> people. <clears throat> it's all because people were not even chatting in there. It was yeah. all just a level seven chat grind invite 10 friends and then you have and you get on the whitelist it was one of the best devs one of the best devs in the game once said to me if a discord is more than ten thousand people i'm out and obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration there are projects that do get you know bigger counts than that but i'll tell you the really great long-term projects they start with discords between five and ten and build up as their project becomes popular it's it's very rare that if, one of those like ridiculously hyped discords becomes the next thing. I mean, come on. If we're pre-mint and there's 350,000 people in a discord, it's a bigger <laughs> red flag to me than it is like a buy <laughs> signal. Honestly, yeah, exactly. it just is. Why? What are 350,000 people doing in there for something that hasn't dropped yet? Unless it's like a, a well-known established brand like Artifact or if Nike opened up a Discord and, you know, they were they were doing the right. drop. Like, all by all means, 350,000 is peanuts to a brand like that. But because uh, I mean, that, if this they is have a, real communities. Warner Bros. Real, designer yeah. Gilberto Zaragoza, <laughs> 350,000 people in the Discord. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It just Like you said, invite 10 people. Uh, uh, grind to level seven, like that's not community. That's Invite just... ten robots and grind to level seven. One hundred percent. It's it, it just doesn't look good in my opinion. And I would be very cautious about buying this on the secondary. To be honest. Yep. Yeah, it's like you know when you see somebody on Twitter and you um you know you click on their profile and you're like oh shit they have seven hundred thousand followers and then you look at the engagement on their posts and it's like six likes and maybe a retweet or something. You're like right. What does that mean? You know. <laughs> This this right, person built up a seven hundred thousand. Yeah, man, love to love to always. <laughs> thank you, Zakopi. Take care, guys. 
Yeah, man, you too. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. I just I do want to just reiterate though, like please, if if free market and or myself are uh, are bearish on a project or you know we don't love it, it is just us being honest because that's what we do on this show. It's not meant to fudge your bags. And if you have strong conviction in a play, uh, I honest to God, I hope it works out for you. I have no skin in that game, so if it gets to a hundred ETH or zero ETH, it's not gonna affect me either way. But I hope for your sake it does go to a hundred ETH because that's a great win for you um but you know we we just we talk candidly about stuff we're not here to just pump up bags and even our own bags you know the the things that we've uh we've taken l's on um as free market mentioned today completely wrong about hunger brains that's okay right that's not a big deal so i don't want anyone to feel like uh you can you bring a project up and we're just gonna shit all over it that's not not the goal here so two honorable mentions here, uh, projects that I miss, Crypto Bats and Peaceful Groupies. Yes. I obviously won't go deep right now, but those are really uh, big and build for the first quarter. And finally, guys, uh, there is a Cool Cats Town Hall today, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. And while that's normally not interesting for non-Cool Cats holders, we will be finding out the Cool Pets mint price today. We found out the supply. Right. It's going to be a 20,000 supply. So today, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, tune in and you will find out what uh, Cool Pets is minting at. We'll obviously be talking about that on the show tomorrow. Worked great for um, Board Ape Kennel Club. Um, I mean, hey, are you you want to do a show tomorrow? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, shit, shit. Sorry. Monday, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got everyone's hopes up there. Yeah, the yeah, weekend. The freaking here. weekend. Right, so, yeah, we'll talk about it Monday. Honestly, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, the show definitely went longer than we said it would but uh, always love having you here and thanks for everyone for the great discussion of course if you tuned in late this will be in its entirety on youtube and spotify uh you know if you did tune in late just to give you a heads up we went pretty in deep on fees.wtf uh we talked about world of women for a while we riffed on loot uh looks rare again we talked about some historical phase and you know whether art blocks and uh you know some of these older projects are uh, ripe for the picking um we talked monsters club and whether they're there's going to be some, you know, of the Asian communities coming online into the NFT space. Star catchers, uh, we went in deep on uh, uh, cat blocks again, as we are both very bullish on that. So make sure if any of those topics appeal to you, you can go back and check them out. And uh, again, we'd love to have the the conversation with you. So um, yeah. Anyways, on that note, guys, you guys have yourself a great weekend. Uh, appreciate all of you and free market. Take us away. Good luck at the tables, you beautiful degenerates.